0: On this episode, former governor of Missouri and candidate for U.S. Senate, Eric Crichtons.
1: The former governor of Missouri, Eric Grytons, joins us in an exclusive. For full disclosure, when I was a member of President Bush's um, commission on White House fellows, Eric was a candidate and under our leadership, he was selected and we've maintained a friendship for the last decades. And I welcome the former governor to Missouri to our broadcast. Governor, welcome back to the show.
0: Hey, great to be with you, Armstrong. Great to be with all of the viewers of the Armstrong Williams Show. Thanks for having me on, man. You know, since you announced
1: that you will seek uh, the U.S. Senate seat of retiring Senator Roy Blunt, the headlines have just been nothing but disparaging, savaging your, your character, talking about you, and the women and bribery and blackmail and oral sex. And it's not just the mainstream media. It's as if the mainstream media and the conservative media have teamed up to say that you're a persona non grata. We don't want you. Um, Obviously, they feel that the seat has been a safe seat for Republicans to maintain some semblance of control. And obviously, someone has decided in the media that you're not the guy. You know, everyone has seen the headlines. I want to do something quite different than, than that today because I, I do know you. Um, let, me, let me just start with this um, because obviously everybody is not going to forget the past. They're not going to get, forget the allegations and the charges. So why don't you just tell, let's, well, let's, just, let's just address for you and the benefit of our um, national audience the facts and the truth on your, coming directly from you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Arm. Well, thank you so much for, for having me on. And we have been incredibly encouraged by the thousands of people across the state of Missouri uh, who've joined up to support us, because the people of Missouri uh, know the truth. Uh, and here's here are the facts, Arm. When I was serving as governor, honor of my life, serving the people of the state of Missouri, we took on the swamp. We defeated a politician's pay raise. We ended a corrupt tax credit program. We also took on the left. When Antifa came to Missouri in 2017, I stood side by side with our police officers and we defeated Antifa when they came to Missouri. And now the people of Missouri know the facts, which is that a George Soros-funded prosecutor came after me with a bunch of leftist lies. That prosecutor's chief investigator has now been charged with seven felonies for perjury and evidence tampering, for creating a false case against me. The Missouri Ethics Commission did the longest investigation in their history, Armstrong. 20 months, 23 subpoenas, 8,500 documents, and at the end of that entire investigation, they put right there at the top in black and white, they said, we found no evidence of any wrongdoing by Eric Wrightens. They said, in fact, that the allegations, the false lies, were so egregious that for one of the first times, I believe, in Missouri history, they said that we reserved the right to sue the people who had made those false allegations. And then finally, the people of Missouri know that it was a Missouri journalist who paid a $120,000 cash bribe, a cash bribe to people who lied about me. So look, that giant wave of leftist lies has now crashed on the rock of the facts. And I knew that as I got into this race as a defender of America First policies, as I got into this race as a fighter against the left, as a fighter against the establishment and against the swamp, that of course the left was going to attack me, of course the establishment was going to attack me. And just yesterday, you saw the Lincoln Project came out and attacked me again. And I think that this is an indication of exactly the kind of people who are coming after us. Uh, I am honored to serve the people of Missouri. I'm honored to have the support of people across the state of Missouri. And we're in this fight because they know that I'm going to carry them in my heart every single day and fight for them and work for them every day.
1: You know... Um, for anyone watching this national broadcast today with the former governor of Missouri they know that he did not answer the question that i asked him and though what he said was important and i was going to get to that what what we really want to hear from the governor uh, are there regrets that you have that you admit in terms of things that if you had to do it all over again that you oh for sure would not, and right. let me finish and let me finish yeah. Yeah, go and ahead. what have you learned from the fact that you put yourself in a situation where you gave them the ammunition to come after you with a vengeance, and how will you be a better human being, a better person going forward? I think it's important for you to address that. Oh, it's, that, yeah. Because it, we we're it, talking it about is, your character and your integrity yeah.
0: now. It, 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 is, it is so important. Look, Armstrong, um, I admitted that I had a personal misstep. I made a personal mistake back in 2015. I had an affair, I took responsibility for it, and I've asked for and I need forgiveness and grace and compassion, uh, just like everyone on on God's green earth. Uh, My own experience of that has been that you move through a lot of pain, and on the other side of that pain, there is wisdom. Uh, You move through a lot of suffering, and on the other side of that suffering, there is strength. Uh, You deal with a lot of fear, and at the end of that fear, there is courage. Um, I believe that we all have pain in our lives. We all make mistakes. Uh, Speaking for myself, I can tell you that I have emerged as a stronger, wiser, I hope more compassionate man. And I'm coming into this race, uh, and I feel bolder and stronger and more joyous and happier than I have been in decades because... When you go through that fire, when you go through that fire, it forges you and you come out stronger on the other side.
1: Uh, And so you can emphatically say the part about bribery, uh, intimidation and bullying is just unequivocally
0: not true. Well, not not only am I saying it's not true, the facts demonstrate that it's not true. I mean, keep in mind... Uh, your viewers watched, for example, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, which went on for years as the mainstream media worked with the FBI. They were leaking. They made all of these false accusations about President Donald J. Trump. In my case, not only did they make false accusations, but the former FBI agent, who is the investigator for the George Soros-funded prosecutor, has now been charged with seven felonies for perjury And evidence tampering for creating a false case against me.
1: If you were governor today, uh, and if you had to address the crisis on the southern borders across the country, how would you quickly resolve this issue to not further burden the economy of the American people and also? show compassion for these children to return home so these countries can address their crises
0: just as we address ours today. Yes, sir, and I'm so so glad you talked about the kids on on the southern border. So let's talk about the problem and then the the solution. Uh, Joe Biden's policies have created an absolute emergency on the southern border and a humanitarian crisis. Everyone recognizes that what Joe Biden has done is bad for public safety, it's bad for public health, it's bad for national security, it's bad for the economy, but it's also created a humanitarian crisis. Um, As you know, Armstrong, before I served as a Navy SEAL and did those deployments overseas, I did a lot of humanitarian work working with vulnerable children around the world. I worked with kids who were survivors of ethnic cleansing in Bosnia. I worked with kids who were survivors of the genocide in Rwanda. I worked with kids who'd lost limbs to landmines in Cambodia. And I can tell you by turning the Southern border over to the Mexican drug gangs and turning the Southern border over to the Mexican cartels, what Joe Biden has done is engaged in a reckless and heartless policy. This just demonstrates the heartlessness of the left because what they're doing is that they're making these incentives for these cartels to take advantage of thousands of vulnerable children who are being abused and harmed because of Biden's policies. How do we solve this? Well, one of the things that we need to do is that we need to go back to what was working under President Trump. Uh, You'll remember that when Joe Biden came into office, one of the first things he did was stop the construction of President Trump's border wall. The construction of that wall needs to begin again. He needs to go back to President Trump's policies that were working related to immigration, related to asylum, because those policies were working. They were helping us to get control of the border. Um, As you know, Armstrong, I'm a huge supporter of our law enforcement officers. I've been talking with some of our men and women who are on the southern border. They do not have the resources that they need. Joe Biden's policies are setting them up for failure. We need to support our law enforcement officers on the southern border. The answer is quite simple. It's to go back to what was working under President Trump where we were making real progress. And and finally, another just very practical matter is that when Joe Biden came into office, one of the things that he did was he suspended enforcement of America's laws and that's not proper constitutionally. The executive branch has to enforce the laws. And if Joe Biden doesn't like them, then he needs to go and get them changed. But instead what he did, he created this environment of lawlessness where he stopped enforcing the laws. If we get law and order back, we can secure our southern border just like President Trump did.
1: Governor, why not just halt all immigration until we find a true non-political pathway uh, to citizenship?
0: Well, look, what's happening on the southern border right now is that Joe Biden has absolutely opened the entire border. When you go and you talk to your border, border patrol agents, you talk to the law enforcement officers, he has absolutely opened it. And you can watch, there's video of Mexican drug cartels ferrying people across the river, returning, grabbing boatloads more ferrying them across, they have turned control of the border over to the Mexican drug cartels. The first thing that you need to do is to gain control of that southern border. And let's also remind everybody, this is a country of immigrants. We should have a legal immigration system, but what Joe Biden has done is invite lawlessness on the southern border. It is a humanitarian tragedy, and I'll also tell you, it's a national security problem. Recently, the Customs and Border Patrol agents picked up three people, citizens of Yemen, who were on the FBI's terrorist watch list. And that's just the people who are being caught. By opening the southern border, he's created a crime problem, he's created a national security problem, and as we talked about, he's created a humanitarian disaster.
1: Governor, um, the, the Biden administration, after what has happened in Atlanta, with the mass terrorism, the shootings, and what happened in Boulder, Colorado. He's talking about sweeping gun law um, regulations and changing to the existing gun laws and more background. And talking about more gun re- restrictions,
0: is there something that
1: we're missing in this deb- in this conversation?
0: Yeah, well, what the mainstream media has been missing, and I'm so glad you've, you've covered in the past, is that when you attack our law enforcement officers, you see a rise in violent crime because of the looting, the riots, the arson, all of which happened over the summer of 2020, all of these calls from the left to defund the police, all of the attacks on police, 2020 saw a massive increase in murder rates, 37% increase across 57 mid and major American cities. And it's important when we use numbers like that to remember the human tragedy that is involved here. Uh, Just last July, Armstrong, I was in St. Louis, Missouri. I was having dinner with a friend, and we heard 15 to 25 automatic gunshots go off. I grabbed my legally carried firearm and my med kit. I got in my car with my buddy. We drove 50, 50 yards up to the scene. We were the first guys. Um, on that scene, it reminded me of hearing things in Iraq and Afghanistan. And as I said, my buddy and I, we grabbed our legally carried firearms and we went to the scene. We got there and unfortunately, uh, that day, two promising, beautiful young men died right there on one of the nicest corners in the city of St. Louis. Violence now has gotten out of control in Missouri, and it's gotten out of control because of these leftist policies of attacking and defunding the police, and this has real human consequences. I, I would have the, you know responsibility, I felt, to to, to meet with both of those families. And when you meet with a family that just had their son, their brother, murdered on the streets, you remember, we're not just talking about statistics, we're talking about human lives. And again, Armstrong, it demonstrates the heartlessness of the left. It's been demonstrated time and time and time again, that when you attack the police, when you go after the police, it leads to a rise in violent crime. And whether you're talking about the southern border, you're talking about violence in our cities, you're talking about the unwillingness of the left to allow kids with learning disabilities to go back to school, it demonstrates the heartlessness of the left. We need to have leaders with compassion and strength and courage who are willing to stand up and to fight for people. And that's exactly uh, why I'm running for the United States Senate. Um, How
1: do we strengthen the family,
0: uh, educate our children? Yes, sir. Well, you put your finger on what I think is the essential question about how we revive this republic. Uh, We revive our republic by every citizen stepping forward and engaging in purpose-driven work to make this a better country. I believe this is the most beautiful country on earth. We are all blessed To live here. And we can find ways to work together, to work with our neighbors, to help to raise another generation of leaders and to pass something on to them that's better than what we inherited. And to do that, we have to recognize that we have to honor our past. Yes, we all have individually and as a country, we have an imperfect past. But when we go back and we look at the lessons from the past, it can make us stronger. The left instead is involved in this cancel culture where they're taking the names of Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln off of school buildings. They want to tear down statues. They want to try to erase our history. Instead, what we need to do is to look back with pride, recognize the lessons that we've learned, because when you look back with pride, it gives you the ability to also look forward with confidence. And I believe. That there are great grounds for us to look forward with confidence it is a difficult time in the country right now but we've been through difficult times before we've been through hardship before we've been through pain before we've been through struggle and strife before but there have always been ways for us to find ways to come together and we can do it with compassion we can do it with strength we can do it with courage but it's going to take all of us to find ways to step up and find ways to serve the greatest thing that I believe we can do is to ask our young people to engage in service. Uh, one of the honors of my life as a Navy SEAL was to do those deployments overseas, to serve side by side with men and women who'd come from every corner of the country, every conceivable background, and we all came together to serve a common mission. And when I came home after my team had been hit by a suicide truck bomb, and we started working with veterans who had post-traumatic stress disorder, who had traumatic brain injury, who lost eyesight, who lost limbs. What we did, Armstrong, was we asked people to come together to serve in their communities. We rebuilt playgrounds, we helped the homeless, and what I found, was it when people were serving together, the differences between them melted away and we had a common purpose. We can do that again in this country. We can revive our republic by reinvigorating the ethic of service.
1: You put it all on the line again. You knew that the, the media and others would be malicious and vicious in the attacks, but yet you see the greater good of the people Uh, is much more important than how the media decides to embrace you or tell your story as you seek another run for public office governor.
0: Yes, sir. I mean, look, I I am encouraged again by by fantastic role models and coaches uh, in my life. I'm encouraged by my boxing coach. I'm encouraged by uh, the men and women who I served with in the SEAL teams. And I'm also encouraged by great American patriots throughout.